Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Joanna with Park Slope F45 out of Brooklyn, New York. Joanna, what's going on? How are you? Happy Tuesday. How are you feeling today? Feeling good. And thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah, we appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And, you know, before we dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Park Slope F45, you know, first, why don't we give you the opportunity to go ahead and give the viewers a little perspective, right? How would you describe Park Slope F45 in your words? Well, I mean, I guess if you want to describe like the technical side of it, we are a, um, you know, uh, functional fitness uh, studio. We offer cardio and strength based um, classes um, in a kind of um, uh, so rotations and, and, and you move about the room. Um, it is based with, uh, we have a lot of technology, um, components into our studio. Um, but I also would like to describe our studio as a family and a community. Um, um, and so there's a, a lot more to it than just the workout aspect of the studio. Yeah. Totally. I love that. I love especially the community and culture is probably the biggest thing when it comes with the gym, right? I mean, it should be a second home. And so, you know, kind of of diving deep into like the bare bones basics here, you know, how many members are you serving currently? Right. So um, we currently have around 120 members, um, which we count those as reoccurring memberships. Um, But being based in New York City, um, we also have quite a few class pack um, members. So those are individuals who buy a bulk of classes, whether it's 10 or 20, which is what we um, offer currently. Um, I find that outside of New York City, there's not a lot of other studios that offer those types of memberships and not sure why it's so New York, uh, so unique to New York. But um, if you go anywhere else and you ask about class packs, they kind of look at you funny because they don't really know (laughs) what that is. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It is very unique to New York. I can attest to that. And so, you know, having 120 members here, I mean, for you, what's been that best method to get new people through the door, right? Because I feel like once you hit that 50, 60 mark, it's kind of a uphill battle to get more and more and more and more. So what's worked well for you to get those new people through the door? Right. So, um, Pre-COVID, we did a lot of marketing. We worked with a marketing company. Um, and then during COVID, obviously, we we stopped that just to preserve and conserve money. Um, now that we, we've opened, we realized just how important marketing is. Um, local advertising, social media. Um, we reach out to our local schools um, and we try to get in with um, any kind of fundraising events that they have. Um, we try to um, get together with local businesses and try to partner with them, just constantly just trying to get the, the name out there. Um, but for us, the majority of our leads come in through our um, marketing um, and it comes through Google ads and Facebook ads and um, Instagram ads. Gotcha. Yeah, completely. And I think that's obviously uh, the innovation that's come with COVID, right? I mean, using social media and using that in your benefit. I think it was almost undermined prior to 2020, right? And then I think it kind of catapulted. It was a necessity throughout COVID and, and I mean, continue to now. So, so that's, that's awesome. I love the versatility, right? That you're not just going down one direction of like, you know, referrals, word of mouth, because I think that's always going to be an asset there, but you know, that's thanks to your fulfillment. I think marketing efforts like social media, Google are going to bring that extra crowd. So I appreciate you sharing that. And so, you know, kind of curious too, because I mean, I know F45, I mean, I know there's probably a limitation in capacity, but you're at 120 members now. Hypothetically speaking here, of course, I mean, if leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited, I mean, how much higher can you go? <laughs> I'm hoping we can go much, much higher. I mean, even at 120 members, we're not maxing out our classes. So I know that there's still a lot of room for growth. 
Um, and, you know, back to your um, question about, you know, how we get leads and you, you can't underestimate the referral side of it too. So we definitely always incentivize current members because they are going to be your biggest fans and they're going to be the ones to go out and try to grab more members for you. Um, so we definitely always um, offer referral incentives to our current members. But, um, you know, I really, I don't know what the end goal is. I don't really have one. I remember before we opened, we said, oh, we want 200 members. Um, and I thought that that was, um, uh, you know, a far-fetched goal, but the closer we get, the more I realize that's actually a pretty obtainable goal. And I know that we can get much higher. Um, and um, like I said, we're not maxing out our classes. So I know that there's more, um, there's lots of room for growth and there's, um, you can always add more classes too. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think that's the biggest thing. It's, it's, you kind of have the room to do whatever you want. You have the flexibility to do whatever you want and you can kind of take on how many as you want. I mean, obviously when it comes to, to uh, capacity, as far as how people can be inside the facility is a total different story, but you can always extend the opening or, or extend hours. And then that's great. I, I love that you're mentally prepared and you know exactly the steps that you would take if that was to happen. So it's awesome that you have that already pre-planned. So kind of moving on here, you know, uh, With 120, no, well, let me ask you this question first, right? Just to kind of get clarity. Are you a, a one-woman team on the back end? Yes. Um, well, so I am the owner. I am the operator. I guess you could also say I do the sales and the studio managing. Oh. Um, I do all of it. I don't do the training. I do not have a uh, training background. Um, I feel that I am more of a consumer of the product. Mm -hmm. Um, I have, you know, worked out since I was 15 years old and I've done yeah. every type of workout you can think of. Um, mm -hmm. and so when I came across F45, um, I just loved the program. I felt like this is exactly what I need to help change and change my body. And, um, I'm a mother, I have three kids. Uh, I felt like it's, it worked for me. It helped me feel more confident in my skin and in who I am. So, um, I knew that there was something special about this type of program. Um, so when we set out to open, um, the studio, I thought, the product will sell itself, right? People will come in and they'll take the class and they'll love it. And I don't need a salesperson. I don't need all that stuff. And then quickly realizing that that is not the case, that as much as I love the product, people still need to be sold on why it's great for them. Um, mm -hmm. So I recently took on a salesperson, um, but it wasn't working out financially for us because we, you know, we took a big hit during COVID. We were closed for 10 months. That is a large amount of time to not have a lot of income coming in. Um, and as much as we tried to um, give our the members who did stick with us, which wasn't a whole lot, we tried to give them a product and we were doing it in the park. It wasn't the same thing. So here we are recovering from, you know, almost a year of shutdown. Um, so while my sales girl was great and she was super helpful, I just, it wasn't sustainable for me at the time. So I had to go back to doing it all myself um, and to add on top of that, I don't actually live in the city anymore. So that is, um, it's a, it's a lot of trust that I have in my staff to help me, um, with communicating with new leads. So they'll tell me someone just came in. These are the reasons why they're here. This is what they used to do for a workout. Um, and you know, they have zero injuries. So they give me a, a nice little breakdown of the newbies. And then that's when I go in and I contact them and I try to find out their why and, you know, what they're looking for. Um, I also, you know, I'm constantly in contact with my staff and making sure that they're doing what they need to do um, as far as, you know, keeping the studio tidy and, um, you know, just a lot of the behind the scenes things that yeah. it's really difficult to do from another state. <laughs> Completely understandable. And I, I, I give you all my respect and the fact that you even are doing it. So that is awesome. But to ask and the whole reason I asked was you know being the one woman team that you are on the back end 
and having 120 members, I mean, how do you manage tracking metrics and, and, and knowing where somebody is on their fitness journey, how long they've been with you, if they're looking to cancel, recontinue? So how do you manage that? Right. So we have a great program that we use at our studio. Um, it's called Loyal Snap. They help track our um, leads. So there's uh, categories that a new lead will go into. And that has really helped us tremendously in tracking um, people coming in. It also helps us track how many classes someone has taken. So we have a current member and let's say they're coming up on their 100th class. I can then reach out to them, congratulate them on their 100th class. I can then pass that information on to the trainers who then celebrate them in class, right? Because like I said before, we're a community and we're a family. So we want to celebrate everyone's milestones. Um, so with the tracking system, it really helps, um, you know, keep everyone in certain categories. Like um, this person is on you know, their third day of their trial. So let's reach out to them and see how they're feeling and how they're doing and, you know, um, get an idea on if, you know, this is for them. Like, is this the program that you, you think you could stick to? And how many days a week would you like to train? Um, again, ask them their goals. So you, you know, you can tap into their why and, and, and why they were there. So I would say 100%, um, you've got to get yourself a program like a loyal snap. You can do it on your own. We tried that. You could do it through an Excel spreadsheet. I think it just makes it really difficult to keep up with. So if you can automate some of that, um, you know, flow of clients, it, it makes the world of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you really emphasize just building that trust and value between the new members and when they're looking to cut, because it's essentially all it is, is building that trust and value. Even though you truly believe that, like, and I know you have the conviction and which is why you truly believe that, like, they didn't even need the selling prior, but to understand it's like when they come in and, and they don't have as much of the experience or, or have experience at 45, like you have that trust and value in being built is, is, is very, very, very necessary. So I love that you emphasize that. And I love that you understand that. And so, you know, going to ask a little bit of a longer winded question here, but a good question in itself, a good way to kind of self-reflect and go over self-improvement here. So bear with me with it. If you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know, but a good question in itself. So, what we've been discussing this entire podcast and what we use pretty predominantly in the fitness and gym industry are three pillars of business, right? And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people through the door, acquisition, which is your sales, and retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Joanna, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Oh, all of them. <laughs> um, I do. I, I think there's always room for improvement and growth in all of those. Um, you know, currently, I would say the retention part is, is really difficult for us being in, I consider New York kind of a transient states. Um, you have a lot of people who come in for a short amount of time and then they're right back out. New York is expensive and it's a difficult city to live in. So, um, and then once you start having families, you start to lose some of those clients because they no longer can fit in their one bedroom apartment. Um, and so I think we, we, find that a lot of our members leave for reasons like moving out of state. Um, I always try to ask, you know, why they're canceling their membership. Um, and that tends to be the biggest answer. Um, if it is something like, um, it's too expensive, you know, I think there's always ways that you could try to make them see the value and what they're paying for. Um, because I think there is a you know, a great value in your health and, and, and your, you know, keep, keeping, being able to keep up with, you know, if you're, if you're an older person, being able to keep up with your grandkids, or if you're a young person being able to just keep up with, you know, the, uh, you know, your life, right. Cause New York is again, a very busy place and you're working all the time. So you got to take care of your body. Um, I, you know, I think that retention is definitely, the hardest part. Um, and when, when people are moving, I think it's hard to change that. But um, yeah, I think um, I would say that's, that's difficult for us. Yeah. 
And I, well, number one, I just want to say thank you for the honesty and transparency on that. I think when you can put success to the side and still admit that you can improve all around and, and be pretty descriptive of where you can improve. I appreciate that. The viewers appreciate it. And I think it's eye opener for a lot of the viewers that just because you're at a hundred members doesn't mean that you can't improve still, you know? So, so thank you for that a hundred percent, Joanna. That's a big, big, big kind of perspective for everybody. And so last two questions for you here, my two favorite questions, what's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? You know, I think if you'd asked me that question when we first opened, my goal was to open a ton of studios and make a ton of money. Um, and then when we were shut down and we had just a handful of members who were so supportive of us and who never canceled their membership, even when they couldn't step foot in our studio, um, I realized that building a community around um, you know, this, this busy go, go, go city was what actually fulfilled me. Um, so I see these, uh, friendships forming and relationships forming and, you know, people are getting married within the studio and there's babies being born. Um, that is actually a pleasant surprise. And I think that I, would love to open another studio, hopefully closer to where I live. But um, this <laughs> this little, you know, eighteen hundred square foot studio that we have in, you know, the bottom floor of a residential building in a busy place like Brooklyn, New York, in is all that um, all that I wanted, I, and I didn't realize that that's what we wanted. You know, I um, you, you think it's all about like making money, which of course you need to make money to pay bills and stuff but I I um have really grown to appreciate it for the other things that it's it's brought to our lives um and just seeing like I said these friendships um in this community has been amazing yeah I love that I think when you put the clients at the forefront and I mean, obviously look you need money to survive but the fact that the profit is not the priority but the client is right even though it is a slow grind eventually, right? You put the clients at the forefront, the profit will follow. I say that every single time, right? If profit was the, driv- the, 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 the pivotal factor here and that was your driving motive, you're going to hit that point where you make that financial gratification and be like, oh, well, nothing else matters anymore. So you found your why and you know why you're doing it. And I love that. You don't see that too often. So thank you for being that genuine and being that, that true gym owner that you don't see too often. Thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, one last question for you. Joanna, my favorite question. And I'm going to word it a little differently to make it a little more entertaining, if you will. So bear with me. If it doesn't make sense, just let me know. I think I get a little too like philosophical with it. I don't know. Just bear with me on it. It's a good question, though. Fun question. Um, you know, what you opened the gym in May 2019, correct? Correct. Okay. So let's say, Joanna, you can go back in time to May 2019, right? Sit yourself down right before you're about to open this gym with all the knowledge you know now. And give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? Well, that's a good question. I don't know if it's a piece of advice or it's more like what would I do differently this time around? Um, Like I mentioned, I thought that the product would sell itself. So I think if I could go back and say, Joanna, you need to hire a sales team. Number one, you can't do the sales yourself. I'm not a salesperson. So I would 100% for anyone that is thinking about opening um, a studio or anything, I would say a sales team is going to be your biggest asset. Clearly, you need great trainers who are motivating and caring and and are going to make sure your members are safe and performing the exercises correctly. but I wouldn't, I wouldn't sacrifice a sales team. I, you've got to figure out a way to have sales and a great uh, training staff um, because that is going to make the biggest difference between whether you start to break even at you know, six months, one year, or it's going to take you many years down the road. Um, and it would, it would have saved us a lot of headaches, you know, I, I, I don't like doing the cold calling. I don't like calling people and follow. I, I know, I know now that is not my strength. 
And so I would have put the money into a sales staff a hundred percent and never give away your products because it is um, no people don't respect something when it's free. So um, also at first we, we offered free week trials and I would never do that again. Always charge. You got to get a little bit of skin in the game. Um, so they always got to put a little bit of money in for them to take it seriously. So I guess know the value of your products. So you, you know, so that no one can undermine you and undervalue you and get a sales team. <laughs> Joanna, that was a mic drop of an answer. Way to close it out. I'm not even going to say anything after that. <laughs> it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, your Facebook website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Oh, yeah, sure. So we are on Instagram, F45 Training Park Slope. Um, you can find us on the web at f45training.com backslash park slope and yeah we're in park slope brooklyn if you're ever in town and you want to come check us out there we go look joanna we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road just stick around for two more seconds if you can just like you know how you're gonna get the podcast i would appreciate it just gonna sign everybody else out over here uh, and to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Miss April Lidke of the Circuit Family Fitness, coming to you from Soledad, California. April, what's going on? How are you? I'm great. Awesome. Thank you very much. Doing good. Happy early morning for me. I'm excited <laughs> to have you. Uh, it's it's bright and early for you on the West Coast. Um, and April and I got a chance to, to jam out a little bit before starting this recording. But April, for the people who aren't familiar with your gym or your brand, give us a little bit of an overview. Give us a one minute elevator pitch on the Circuit Family Fitness and, and what this business actually is. All right. It is a uh, full functioning gym. Uh, we have, um, we're very welcoming everyday person. We're not looking for super fit people or super unfit people. We want everybody to feel welcome here. We do offer cardio and strength equipment. We have classes like Zumba and strength training. And um, we have a cool little spa with an uh, infrared sauna, hydro massage bed and some foot massagers. Uh, we keep expanding um, room to room. We start off at about 13 to 1500 square feet. We got about 5,000 square feet now. And uh, we're planning on taking over the block. So that's our, that's our goal and helping our community. Always doing something for the community. That's right. And so take us back a little bit to when you got this whole thing started. When was it that you actually got the doors open day one? Um, Okay, so I bought it. It was a ladies-only little circuit training like a curves, and uh, it had already been a year old. So when I bought it, um, it was not a franchise, so I was able to add a couple of pieces of equipment, and um, yeah, so that was in 2006, June 2006, and um, we started off um, with being able to pay the bills uh, when I bought it. Um, it was a year into everybody's contract <laughs> I bought it, and then everybody canceled. No. <laughs> so it was kind of tough the first uh, couple of years there. Yeah. So the lady was in a hurry to sell it to me, and I was yeah. wondering why. <laughs> and so immediately hit with some of the, the not-so-glamorous side of the fitness industry. Now, 
when you when you built when you bought it from the previous owner what was the toughest part about transitioning into an existing business um probably getting to know the employees and trust with the employees and um the uh gym members you know trying to see where their act was already existing so understanding occurs i had never been exposed or not curves but like that kind of a thing a ladies only place it was just weird to me because i had already been to you know gyms where was men and women so just trying to understand where they're coming from and their insecurities so it's very interesting yeah and, and i think it's it's it can be almost more of a challenge to take over an existing business than it is to start one from scratch yeah. did you ever think about sort of cleaning house and, and starting fresh was, did that thought ever cross your mind i uh, yeah, multiple times. Uh, so what I kind of did actually about a year or so into it, I decided we're making it the circuit uh, family fitness, inviting men and uh, young young people about 10, 11 on up to there, uh, to the facility. And yeah. some ladies freaked out, but then some one walked out when I had a woman walk in and she was like, oh my God, there's a man here. And I'm just like, Dude, the guy is uncomfortable in a regular gym. He's overweight. He needs a comfortable place to go. He's not here to check you out. <laughs> and so, yeah, she quit. But the rest of the people were really cool and very welcoming of him. He's still one of my members now, 16 years later. Or yeah. 15. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, April, fast forward us a little bit because I'm sure that there were lessons and experiences plenty learned along the way but the business as it stands now you probably learned one of the toughest lessons here in the last two or three years how, how does your your membership now compare to 2019 or the early part of 2020 oh wow um we've actually got um quite a few members when we real and I was surprised we were limited in here in California on to in our county especially uh to how many people we could allow in and we we're only at percentages so uh I would say the first few months was very limited but now we have really come around I think we've got about about 500 members is that uh, now. above below about the same it as is, where you were before it is about the same now. Okay. Um, so, do you have room for growth still? Can you go beyond yes. 500? Yeah, I could probably do a thousand and be comfortable still. Okay, so we have a lot of, we could double. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about uh, marketing and, and what that means for you and how we've been able to generate some new leads and new interests so far, at least. So we're in the middle of one. We definitely are in Instagram right now. The younger people around me, we had a lot of younger people this last time we reopened. Very interesting. Big, my demographics changed completely after COVID. Um, so very interesting. All the young people, like um, teenagers and uh, maybe college age students. Um, so, uh, oh my God, I just drew a blank on what your question was. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So what's, what's marketing for you? How are we able to so get Instagram and a lot of people are into that. So we're doing a lot of Instagram uh, marketing that way and doing um, promotions. We're doing a promotion this month, um, offering a PlayStation 5 uh, with the game Horizon. And all this month, the, their goal is to get tickets to be entered into the drawing. So getting member referrals gets you 10 tickets. Um, taking a class gets you a ticket. Uh, doing personal training gets you tickets. I mean, there's all these little things that you can earn tickets. These kids are coming, they're bringing their friends, you know. So we've actually gained, I think, about our goal is to hit 50 members this month, and we've already got 60. So today's yeah. the last day we're doing that. So that was a big draw for a lot of people. They're really excited about doing that. Interesting. So. And so the the prize-driven lead generation strategy, it's it's certainly fulfilling in the short term. I would imagine the the luster of that wears off a little bit. And we can't constantly do things no. like that, right? It's not no. a long-term strategy, but something at least to jumpstart this. Yeah. What do you envision now as you move forward? I mean, you mentioned we could double our membership. Have you looked into leaning into that social media plan a little bit more? Have you guys have you guys spent any money there? 
not a lot. I think we've put uh, caps on uh, $100 a month on marketing for um, our like Instagram or Facebook stuff that we've done. So it's just, my budget's been a little tight <laughs> recuperating from COVID. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's important for us to address. I mean, every single interview I've ever done, we ask about marketing, but it's, it's incredibly imperative for us to acknowledge that this is at the end of the day, a small business and we don't have tens of thousands of dollars to throw at a campaign, right? We need to be a right. little bit more strategic for yeah. who it is and, and where we're spending that money. Take us to the next step in the process. We get a lead in from whatever source, right? From our giveaway, from social media, from a walk-in off the street, wherever they come from. What's a typical sales process look like? How does someone actually go about getting signed up as a membership, April? I'm pretty lucky or blessed. We're only three gyms here in Soledad. So there is an Anytime Fitness, and then there's a community center, and then there's me. So um, Anytime Fitness is in the shopping center. So everyone just walks there, and they're all signed up and so crazy. So, but we're in this weird location. So people are finding us. When they come in, though, they've already gone to Anytime where it's packed, and they don't want to be there. They come to us, and they go, oh, my gosh, this place is so great. We give them an amazing tour. Tours are super important. Like, Super important. I would say that um, our our rate of actual doing a sale is ninety percent. I sell. Okay. Every, I close almost every sale that comes to the door. So I average thirty-ish members, uh, new members a month. So we we do pretty good. We're not worried about um, my my part is now working on retention. Ah. So, and that's, uh, yeah. that's certainly a big topic for, for people in our industry. And, and there's the old sales adage of it costs far less to keep a member than it does to sign up a new member. What do you think influences retention the most? What, if we're signing up 30 new people, mm -hmm. how many are you losing? Are we still net positive in that membership at the end of the day? Or are we? Right. Here's the, we were talking a little bit earlier was that out of, here I'll tell you everybody do not run your business out of fear that's my big mistake I made after COVID do your one-year agreements for your you know your contract but I, I do offer a lot of month to month and that was in our area we have a huge farming community so we have a lot of laborers that go back and forth to um, Yuma Arizona and back over here for all we're the capital of the world so a lot of that agriculture here so I do a lot of month to month. We don't always get these people coming back so, um, or staying for long terms. So I definitely recommend uh, playing, we're going to change over from doing uh, month to month, so minimum of three month prepaids, six month prepaids, and then one or two year contracts. Got it. And the month to month are, are killing us. Yeah. So. It's interesting because I think that, that our industry kind of goes one of two ways on that. They either live and die by the month-to-month -month contract and having to re-earn everyone's business, or they do the, the six-month year-long contracts and quote-unquote lock people in. I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong, um, right. but typically a healthy combination of both can make for a, yeah. a much more stable business in the long yeah. run. Now, April, for you, we've talked about kind of how you bring in people, how we're converting them, and, and now mm -hmm. we've explored the idea of retention. But walk me through a little bit more big picture here. In the next year, let's go short term first. In the next year, where do you want to see this thing? What's the biggest goal that you'd like to accomplish with this? Um, well, Biggest goal would be, of course, getting enough memberships to pay the bills and myself. Um, that would be that. Um, and to train my staff. Uh, another big mistake is I made was I didn't really take my staff by the hand and make mini-me's. <laughs> like, I want mini-me's. Well, if they're not around you and you're not there taking them by the hand exactly what you want, how are they supposed to know exactly what you want? 
um, you know, you kind of go, okay, here's the sales technique. How's it, here's how to give a tour. Here's how we clean everything. We make sure everything's sparkling um, and throw them out there. But I've been the last month, I've been just taking, I've been spending a lot more extra time with each of my employees, showing them how to handle a situation, how things are going on, and things are already starting to turn around. Good. So that was my fault for not uh, being there with them more. So I mm. minimized a little bit of my own training of um, clientele to really invest into my employees. Yeah. I find that the, the gym owners that I speak with who do a, a major portion of the training, whether it's a group training facility, a box facility type this, or, or a personal training, if the business owner is so busy that they don't have time to invest in the other aspects of their business, we're going to hit a natural ceiling pretty quick, you know? And so that's a, that's a big target for you. Now expand even further for me, go beyond a year, long-term April. What's your vision for this? What's sort of your dream for this business? I would like to open other facilities with the same kind of idea. Our thing is, is definitely, like I said, making sure the everyday person feels comfortable. We have tons of people, uh, members that are, have never even stepped in a gym till they came to our gym. Um, and they are always so scared and they feel uncomfortable and like they're going to be judged. And they always walk out saying how much they feel like they're at home with yeah. the family. So yeah. I would love to be able to offer that to other small communities as well. Uh and do that and it offers job opportunities for people and um oh wow if i can make somebody smile and call them by their name and ask them sincerely how their day is they are just like blown away and everybody needs that so that's why i want to eventually open other you know locations where i can make an impact positively sure sure and and i think the industry needs service like this i think we've gotten away from the personal aspect of personal yes. training and, and turned everybody kind of just into a number. But April, that's a, that's a really, really great place for us to begin to wrap our conversation up. But before we sign out of here, I want to turn the mic back to you and give you a chance to tell people where they could learn a little bit more about this. What's the best website? What's the best social media? Where can people go? Well, apparently Jim Lords looks pretty freaking cool. You guys. <laughs> what's your best? What's your website? What's your social media? Circuitfamilyfitness.com. <laughs> um, uh, and then we are on uh, Facebook and Instagram at circuitfamilyfitness.com. Our Circuit Family Fitness. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Connect with April, everyone listening, find April and the Circuit Family Fitness brand on those platforms that she mentioned. April, I've had a bunch of fun. I really appreciate your your willingness to share and contribute to this overall conversation. I think entrepreneurs in our space just don't get to have this kind of discussion as often as they should. And so yeah, I can't thank you enough for your time. I wish you nothing thank but the best moving forwards. Uh, much, appreciate it. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Mike from Great State Fitness out of Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show. How are you today, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that you're here. Thanks for taking an hour out of your busy day to come have this conversation and hopes that we can give back to the industry a little bit. I appreciate that about you. Um, really, before we dive into, you know, Great State Fitness, what you have to offer, give me a quick little backstory. What was it that made you decide to open up this gym? Oh, it can be kind of a long story, but I um, I basically had been working as a trainer um, for, I don't know, probably around six or seven years um, at various CrossFit gyms in Southern California. Um, I met a girl um, out in San Diego, um, and we had uh, a boy uh, together. Um, and shortly after that, you know, it's like I was just kind of working I think, you know, leading up to when he was born, I was doing four gyms, you know, I was working at four different gyms, seven days a week. Um, and it just kind of, you know, like we, we eventually ended up leaving San Diego and coming back home. I've just got a lot more of like a network here. Um, and just kind of realized that the ceiling as a trainer, um, was, was pretty low. Um, and that, you know, with now a kid, (laughs) um, it was time to try to make some moves and kind of expand, um, and so, yeah, that's, that's how the gym is here. So this is, this is, is this like your full-time job? This is like what you do? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So give us the lowdown here. Give us the scoop of great state fitness. Tell us who you are, what you have to offer, kind of paint a picture for us. Sure. Um, so we've been open like a little bit under five years now. Um, originally opened as a CrossFit affiliate. That was like my background. Um, after a couple of years of, you know, being an affiliate, um, I just kind of became a little bit more aware of like what the demand was and given like my space and my resources, um, I just kind of thought that maybe it was time to make some changes. So I dropped the CrossFit affiliate a couple of years ago, um, had been trying to focus a little bit more. Um, we have a smaller space. So focusing a little bit more on the personal training aspect, um, but also still trying to keep some group class as like a base to support things. Cause sometimes the PT is, you know, the, the higher ticket stuff is a lower volume sale. And so that's where I'm at right now. Okay, so kind of made the transition. Now you're doing you know, some small group, some personal training. Yep. Uh, so, okay, so kind of give us, you know, an idea space-wise. How big is the gym now? It's, it's pretty small. Um, we've got about 2,000 square feet. Um, we're in retail space, so that was like a big adjustment coming from the CrossFit gyms, you know, being in, in industrial areas. Um, I've got 2,000 of retail space. Um, there were some issues, uh, with noise and vibration. We've got like three floors of residential above us. Um, and we ended up having to put, um, this like specialty flooring into the gym. I think it's called like Duracound. It's almost three inches thick. Um, and so that kind of, you know, how much the property manager was willing to put into the, you know, willing to invest to reduce like noise and vibration um, was limited. So out of the 2000 square feet, um, we have about 1400 of it is like our most commonly used space. Um, And then we have the remainder uh, 600 that we can kind of fit some bikes on, you know, like where I've got some assault runners and some bikes. um, And when people are doing like kettlebell swings or core work, we can kind of fill in that space. But most of the usable space is about 1400, 1500 square feet. Okay, awesome. So, you know, it's not super small, but it is, you know, small enough that you can't fit a ton of people in there doing functional fitness. I mean, those things tend to take up a little bit more space. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely one of the things, uh, like another thing that kind of, you know, made me realize that maybe there was a different model that I had to pursue. Um, Because yeah, like you were saying, you know, it's like, you get one person with a seven foot barbell, a rower in a box. And like, you're talking about, you're you're running into some issues about your operational capacity pretty quickly. And so that's what kind of forced me or made me realize that I kind of needed to gear like my business practices more towards like the one-on-one. Yeah, of course. So right now, you know, between the one-on-one and the small group that you have going on, how many people are you serving in the space? 
it, it really, it's, it's up and down. Like I said, you know, a couple of years ago uh, with COVID happening um, and me dropping the affiliation, you know, like we, we, we bled a lot of people out just between dropping the CrossFit affiliation um, and, you know, the first stay at home order, I was closed for five months. So, I mean, I lost like a hundred percent of revenue overnight um, on five separate occasions um, in the first year of the stay at home orders. Um, but, you know, I've, I've managed to keep like a personal training client base, like anywhere between two and 10 uh, or two and eight, you know, somewhere around there the whole time where it has kept me um, going most of the time is that I would also be able to run some small group classes. Um, I also swam competitively um, for about 10 years. And so I'm real connected to the swim community here in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and my buddy owns a swim team. And so there's a group, um, you know, anywhere up to like 60 kids, you know, and so I think like, even though the swim team is just one client, there's probably upwards of 60 kids at any given time with them. Um, and then depending on the PT, you know, which is always, you're always, you know, adding or subtracting members, you know, um, I think the highest would have been, you know, maybe 80 at one point right now, um, the swim season just ended. And so I'm just working with a handful of personal training clients, um, and getting ready to launch group classes again. Okay. So personal training clients that you have right now, you said between eight and 10, was that? Two, like it, yeah, it fluctuates in between, you know, it's like, uh, anywhere between like two and 10. I've had like a small handful, um, that have been with me basically for like three years or more. Um, and I kind of continue like during the stay at home orders and, you know, it's like, we already talked about like the limited, um, like square footage that I had, you know, when the, when the um, stay-at-home orders happened and the COVID guidelines were like social distancing and stuff, it's like I I had to pull the plug on group classes because it just wasn't. I mean, as is, I'm not able to fit a lot of people um, into like a large group class. And with the six-foot distancing, um, I had to pull the plug on it. So um, yeah, so mostly during that time, um, I would work on and off with the swim team um, and then the personal training clients that I had. Okay, so as things stand right now, personal training is what you do, but you're going to be launching group classes. Yeah, I, you know, like I, I like the rebranding process for me was, um, you know, it was difficult. It was something that I wasn't familiar with doing. You know, when you when you open an affiliate, you're kind of hand fed what it is you're going to do and who you are, you know, and so it was a, it was an experience for me, you know, where it's like, okay, you need to create like your own identity, um, your own methodology, you know, your own image. Um, and, you know, it's like, while I was trying to cope with all of like the different COVID, COVID guidelines and stuff like that, um, we tried to, we tried a bunch of different things, um, went through, um, we had 24 hour access to the gym during the COVID stuff so that people could come in and reserve. We would allow like three to five people in the gym at a time and they would reserve our time slots um, through Wattify and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I had to eliminate, I had to pull the plug on the group classes for a while, which really was like a good thing because it gave me like some time and an opportunity to kind of step back and really put together what exactly it was that I was going to move forward in. Um, but after, you know, thinking about it and doing some PT and stuff, um, just, just, just focusing on PT, um, I kind of decided that I needed to try to bring group classes back. Yeah. I think, you know, with PT, it's great because we have those higher tickets, but you know, with PT, there's only eight hours in a day that right. we work. So yeah. once we fill all eight of those spaces, you know, Monday through Friday or whatever day you're working, it's like, Hey, we can't really do anything else to grow our business unless we right. have this. For sure. um, so, you know, that's kind of where you're at, you know, you're thinking of adding the the group training or, or semi-private. Yeah. Just to like to be semi-private, right. Because it's, you're not going to be able to fit that many people in. Right. Yeah. I think my group classes, like the way that we're going to run them right now, I'll be able to cap at around 10 people. Um, but you know, it's going to, there's, we're going to eliminate a lot of things that you would see in like a traditional, um, you know, it's like, there's going to be a lot more dumbbell, a lot more kettlebell, a lot less barbell, you know, right. biking, rowing, stuff like that. Um, and it will comfortably be able to fit 10. Um, but yeah, just like bringing back, you know, it's like we were saying, you know, it's like kind of, kind of feels like sometimes with like the higher ticket, 
ticket items, you you have a lower volume of sales. And then with the um, lower price point, you have like a higher volume of sales. And so I'm kind of trying to bring back the group classes as like a lower price point, higher volume to kind of build a base and just kind of support things. Um, and then hopefully um, grow the personal training client base uh, from there. Yeah, for sure. I, I get what you, you're saying there. You know, high ticket packages are sometimes a little hard to sell, right? Most sure. people yeah. want something affordable. Um, and so, you know, you have the personal training, you're thinking, of, you know, you're going to add this group training. My next question to you is, be, is going to be, you know, where are you going to find your clients? What's your game plan to fill the space so that, you know, you have 10 people in those classes and you're bringing in some good revenue to help you with the business. Um, you know, so like I, that, that was something in the beginning that I really struggled with. I think, you know, especially as far as CrossFit gyms go, um, a lot of people open gyms based on their passion for fitness, right. Without like a lot of like practical business experience, you know, you almost never hear of someone who's like a, at least in my experience, you know, you never hear of somebody who was like a business pro who was like, Oh, I see, I see a potential in the fitness industry. I'm going to do this. You know, it's more the guy who's like, I like CrossFit. CrossFit's cool. I'm going to open a CrossFit business. And you, your introduction into it can be harsh, you know? And so for me, it's like, it took a lot of time in the beginning um, to learn, like, what was the, you know, you, you can't just open the doors and say, Hey, I'm here. No one knew who you were before. You don't have a big a big, big following or a big um, brand name, you know, that people are aware of. Um, so I've spent a lot of time in the last couple of years kind of trying to become more familiar with like different marketing um, and sales practices. Um, I think right now, you know, like I've worked with a couple of different companies on and off. Um, and yeah, just trying to create like a little bit more of a, you know, like the organic um, like lead development type stuff. And that's just for me, mostly, um, just creating better and more frequent content on my social media platforms. Um, but then also with that, you know, and just like getting out and being like a little bit more connected with the other small businesses. Madison is not like, I think there's about 300 ish thousand in there. So it's, it's not, it's not too small or it's not too big, you know, but it allows you to you have more of an influence. You know, you don't have as many people to like, you're, you're just a little bit more connected locally. Um, so, you know, just upping the, the content on the social media pages, um, engaging uh, other local businesses, um, creating events, things like that. But then also something that I, you know, to add on top of that, um, just becoming a little bit more familiar with like paid ads um, and using a CRM and doing consultations and stuff like that. So that's kind of what my learning process has been for the last. <laughs> yeah. So you said you're going to focus on, you know, some organic kind of stuff. And I think mm -hmm. organic is great because it's free and right. Usually anything that we're doing organically generates word of mouth, which sure. in the industry, I'm sure we can both agree that's one of our favorite methods of advertising because it's free. Yeah. Uh, so if we can get our clients talking about how awesome we are, naturally, that's going to bring in some more clients, but it's not really a predictable way for us to grow. So that's one sure. with other things outside of word of mouth. And you mentioned very briefly there at the end that you are looking at starting digital ads. So yes. walking through that, is that something that you've tried before? Something that you're is going to be new to you? Because I think a lot of gym owners, they're really scared to, to dive into that because it's frightening for people to spend money if they don't know if they're going to make their return. No, a hundred, a hundred percent. Um, I, you know, it's, it's really weird. My, my introduction to that, like that business practice of like running paid ads on social media was like, it, it took me a while. It probably, you know, when I first opened the gym, I would just like boost Facebook posts and stuff like that. Um, and I think maybe like a year in, I ran some promotion and like boosted it. And I ended up getting like 70 leads in like a month. And I think I closed half of them. Um, and it was like a big light bulb moment for me. It probably shouldn't have been, but, um, you know, and then I kind of 
you know, like I, I was happy with what that did, but I didn't really, I didn't continue the, the process. Um, and so I started working with some different companies. There's, there's a lot of them, you know, there's gym launch, gym pillars, there's all kinds of other things like that. And, um, you know, I actually had somebody, I just wasn't the best at creating content. I am not the most tech savvy person at all. Um, so, you know, like I kind of handed it over to somebody um, and they started running ads for me. Um, and I think the budget originally was about a thousand dollars a month. And I was, this was new to me. I mean, this is probably about a year ago too. So, I mean, it took me four years in before I finally started like really putting what I, I mean, to me, you know, a thousand dollars a month, maybe it's, that's a small marketing budget, you know, but when you were basically didn't have one before, um, it was, a, it was a, you know, it was a change of pace, but um, I handed it over, had somebody running leads. Um, and I think in my first month I had like 150 leads um, and I was converting at a decent pace, you know, and it's like, I started to become a little bit more familiar with how to use the CRM run consultations, just opposed to like talking with people over the phone. Um, and it was a big eye opening moment for me. Um, you know, it's like, I just kind of realized where it's like, as long as these ads were running, there was potential in like every, in every day. Yeah. So why is that something that you're not currently doing? <laughs> well, um, you know, some of the companies that I were working with, um, you know, like, I, I feel like a lot of times, like they're, they're not upfront, um, and they can be very misleading. Um, and so sometimes you think what you're paying for is all covered, and then there winds up being something in the end. Um, and with just, you know, with my experience in sales, um, and with what I was spending in ads, the people that I was converting, I was paying like, you know, I had to pay like a certain amount for the people that I converted. Um, and it, and it took what I originally thought was like, you know, the, the beginning of it all for me to like something that just was not sustainable. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that sounds like kind of a crappy model. I mean, you said you're converting people like left and right to mm -hmm. you because that's hard for a lot of gym owners, but it sounds like yeah. the sales part is something that's easy for you. So you're converting these people, but like you have to give them some of the money back. Mm -hmm. So it's like, are you ever getting your return? That's right. Strange. And it, it was, it kind of came as a surprise to me, you know, like I, I, there's, there's a lot I could talk about leading up to it, but you know, it's like we were, you know, I was, I was getting leads and the leads would receive like options of, um, for services, you know, of basically like a higher ticket and a lower ticket. Um, and in the beginning, I didn't like, I was so being like my experience being like a CrossFit owner, you know, like I was struggling, you people, some people struggle to try to get people to sign up at like 150, 200 a month. So it's like, you know, pitching on that, like 600 or 800 a month was like, I was, I was nervous about it. You know, I'll be perfectly honest. I, I didn't focus on PT before. Um, but you know, you get these people signed up, um, and I, and I started to, you know, I started to see some momentum and I kind of got out of my comfort zone a little bit more comfortable with the sales and, and consultation conversations. Um, and I, I had, I think I closed it's like six or seven people in the span of a week at like my highest ticket item. Um, yeah. and I, I was amped. I was, you know, it's like, I was super yeah. excited and I was like, okay, like I'm figuring something out, you know? Um, and it was probably like a week or two later. I got like an invoice from like the company that I was working for. And I'm like, what's, what's this, you know I mean? And keep in mind too, like we probably had hours of conversation, you know, like in, you know, through the onboarding process and all ah. these other things. And they're like, oh yeah, no, you, uh, you got to give us this. And I'm like, that's literally crazy. You're the one that's working like, for that lead. That's paid for so the ads, crazy. paid for the ads out of pocket. And so, yeah, it's like, you know, and they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, like you got to get them to pay in full. And it's like, this is easier for you to say, you know, like, of course, and they're like, oh, you just got to keep pushing it. You just got to keep pushing it. And it's like, you know, like I, I had ran ads for like a month without converting too much. You know, I think I broke even on ads. Um, and then finally had a month where I was like, oh, okay, I got this. Um, and it was like, yeah, you're, you got to come out of pocket, basically uh, half of that. And um the ad expense. And it just, it's not, there was no way that that was going to be sustainable for me. So I, you know, but it was, I, I won't, I'm not going to tra trash anybody, you know, because the, ex my experience with them yeah. 
Um, and what I learned was extremely eye-opening. Um, and I thought that I would just go um, and do it myself. You know, yeah. like that I would kind of run my own ads and do my own consultations. I'm familiar with how to use the CRM now um, and kind of how it all works and the benefit of getting, you know, doing in-person consultations um, and just like how much more likely it is to close sales um, doing in-person versus like over the phone. So, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, obviously there's a lot of really great takeaways when you work with somebody who, you know, is able to provide value to you in more ways than just the marketing. And so I'm glad that you had positive takeaways from that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry that that didn't work out in your favor. Yeah. And I think my favorite part about high ticket, you know, packages is like the high that I feel after I sell mm-hmm. one, right? You have a yeah. member come in and you sell them on a big personal training package and you feel really, really good after yeah, it kind of takes away from that feeling a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, it definitely it it took a lot of the the wind out of my sails. But you know, it's like it again. You know, I think with whatever I paid, you know, to to participate in the services, um, you know, and then when we ended the relationship with them, it was it to me it was worth it. It, it was a hundred percent worth it, and it completely changed you know what I did then and what I'll continue to do in the future so and you know just like the idea it's like you know when you when you're you know when your only experience is being a CrossFit affiliate and most you know I mean I think depending on where you live in the country like an expensive membership is you know I don't know 250 you know like let's just say anywhere between 150 250 dollars um you know and that's the only experience that you have for a certain amount of time it's like you you just, you have this tunnel vision. Um, and so like the idea that like you can sell personal training packages and that you, there are like a lot of different ways to approach things, um, was, it was a valuable experience for me. For sure. A lot to learn. Um, next question that I have for you, Mike, is if you look at your business right now, what would you consider to be your biggest bottleneck, your biggest challenge? And, you know, what kind of things are you doing to try to overcome that? Um, yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's, um, you know, just really nailing down like the, the content creation for the social media pages. Um, and as well as just like really getting into the flow of like the marketing and sales systems that I'm trying to put in place. Um, you know, it's like when I talked about this before, when I opened a gym, it was because, I felt really good about what I was able to bring to the table as far as a strength and conditioning coach. Um, I am not a creative writer. Um, I am not tech savvy. Um, and those are like a lot of the things that I feel like, you know, it's like if you, if you don't have a big brand name attached to the business that you operate, um, you can't just like open the doors and expect people to come in and you have to, um, you know, kind of do your best as far as content creation and, and communicating to who your potential clients are, um, what it is that you do and who you are and just trying to get as much information out as possible. Absolutely. And I think that with, you know, the personal training side, especially there's so many people that can benefit from this um, because there's a lot of people that have a really specific goal that they might not achieve otherwise they really need a specific approach and so we can really market to anybody and you said you know madison has three hundred thousand people so there's obviously some people that would advantage of that or even small group where you know they're not in a group of 20 people they're in a small group of you know 10 or less and they're getting that individualized attention from the coach um that you know otherwise could be it could be intimidating for them to walk into their environment so i think that you're at an advantage there um i want to ask you you know like magic wand situation i handed you a magic wand i said all right mike all your dreams and goals for your business have come true what would that picture look like for you? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, like, I guess just to be like short and simple, like just to be able to have like some systems in place, you know, to really nail down a system where I was able to be, um, you know, like putting out content, um, you know, I was consistently like running ads and just generating enough buzz that like we were able to, um, you know, close you know five or six seven people per month you know and then like once it's full um you know just having a system in place where you know i guess as a business owner and like a parent um 
you know, it's, it's tough. It's a fine line, right? Like you're trying to generate as much revenue as possible. Um, but you also want things to, to flow well, you know, it's like, and I guess like there's been a lot of chaos, you know, it's like, there's been a lot of chaos. So I'd really just like to, you know, continue to, to try to grow the gym at a reasonable rate. Um, but just having some systems in place, you know, so that it feels like, you know, the gym kind of, um, I guess, I don't know if supports itself is the right word, but there's just like a little bit better of like a flow, um, you know, as far as like the scheduling goes um, and the content and the ads, just like a little bit more, um, yeah, just to get it better, flowing better. better. Flowing better and making you more money so that you and your family have like a nice- For know. sure. I mean, you know, it's like, it's always like, you can ask somebody that question. It's like, what does your dream scenario look like? And it's like, well, I mean, given my operational, like, you know, like the square footage that I have and the amount of people that I think we can service, there's a number, you know, that I have in mind, you know, and it's like, of course, money as a business owner is always, but, and maybe this sounds, I don't want it to sound lazy. I don't want it to sound, you know, but it's like peace. <laughs> you know it's like like there's there's the storm you know but like you're in control of it um and I think that's probably you know as somebody who you know I think a lot of it has to do with me um you know just becoming more familiar with the systems but also at a certain point you know just like in kind of increasing staff um and just being able to have like other things um managed so that I can pay attention to where I think it needs to be because when you're you know in the beginning when it's just you you feel like you're just running everywhere putting out fires like you know 24 7 um and that you know like it you just only have so much bandwidth you know and it's like so um yeah just to kind of try to get a better better control on things um and have like better systems in place for marketing and sales um and from there the obvious is money right yeah of course I mean we want to have these systems in place ideally so that our business is in a really good spot that if we had to step away it would still be able to run yeah that's that you know like maybe that was like the easiest way um you know it's it is it is very much a 24 7 365 hands-on thing right now um and I guess I just would like that can be it can be extremely stressful you know, and when it's worth it, it's worth it, you know, um, but until you kind of get to that point, you are grinding. Um, and so, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to getting to a point to where um, things are a little bit more in place. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you feel like you have to really focus on to get those systems in place right now? Ooh, um, you know, I guess just I guess just time and practice really, you know, it's like just becoming more familiar, learning a little bit more about like, um, you know, running paid ads and kind of how to target a little bit more directly to who are potential clients um, and just becoming, yeah, like, I don't know, investing some time into kind of understanding um, how that works. Cause like I said before, I didn't open the gym because I had this like vast skill set in marketing <laughs> and sales, you know, um, so I do, I think that's probably the, the majority of it. I just need to be continuing to um, learn about the process um, and just applying it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm excited for you. I think, you know, you're at a place right now where you have a lot of room to grow. Yeah. And, you know, rebranding is something that's not easy, but mm -hmm. you made the right decision for, for your business. And I'm excited yeah. to see you flourish um, from that. What is the Instagram page? Where can our listeners go to check you out online? Uh, great state, great state fit. Okay, cool. <laughs> great, great state, yeah, sorry. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to check it out. Thanks, Mike, for being here today. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast. Fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.